0: Please be seated. I sound kind of funny, but I think I can talk. We're hoping. Um, So children and grownups, I have a question for you this morning, which is, have you ever had an assignment for school or for work, grownups, that you thought was pointless? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) some quick hands that felt like a waste of time. Okay, you know that feeling. I'm asking because in the story that we heard about Jesus this morning, The servants at the wedding were told to do a job that must have seemed pointless. It made no sense to them. So here's what had happened. The host of the wedding had run out of wine, right? And Jesus' mother told Jesus that the family that was throwing the party had an embarrassing problem and they needed help. And then she told the wedding servants, do whatever Jesus tells you. And what Jesus told them to do was to fill six enormous stone jars with water, right? Each of the jars, we're told, could hold up to 20 or 30 gallons of water. This is one gallon of water. Okay, so kids and teens, who wants to do the math for me? Six jars, let's say 20 gallons each. How many gallons is that total? Theo. Uh, Over 100. Leora, you want to get even? 120. 120 gallons. You're right. So 120 gallons of water. And I'm sure that the servants were wondering why they were doing this assignment, right? Maybe they were whispering to each other, the host ran out of wine, not water. Why are we filling these jars with water? It doesn't make any sense. I really don't see what Jesus is doing here, right? And not only did this job not make sense to them, it probably took them a really long time. So when I studied this passage, um, when we studied it with the third to fifth grade Bible study last year, the group noticed something I had never noticed before. Grown ups, this is why you study the Bible with children because they see <laughs> different things, right? They noticed just how long this job would have taken without running water. So they couldn't just put a hose in the big stone jar, turn it on and go play a card game while they waited for it to fill up, right? They would have had to fetch 120 gallons of water with pots from the local well or the local cistern. So not only did this job probably seem pointless, it probably took them a really long time and they're thinking, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? It's a lot of water. Now here's the interesting thing. Just like those servants, Sometimes Jesus tells us to do things that we do not understand right away. They don't make sense to us. Why do I have to love my little sister? Why do I have to forgive my enemies? Why do I need to honor my mother and father? I don't see the point. It just feels hard. But the pattern of the stories in the Bible is that when people listen to God and do whatever he tells them, they get a chance to see amazing things. Right? So think about it. At this wedding that Jesus went to, who got to see the miracle? Listen again. The Bible says the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He didn't realize where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. The servants were the only ones who got to watch that miracle happen. They were the luckiest people at the party. The people who obeyed, who did a job that didn't make sense to them, were the luckiest people at that party. They got to see Jesus' glory. So I want to tell you a little story that is going to give you an idea of how this can still happen today. When we do what Jesus tells us, even if we don't understand it, we often get to watch him do amazing things. So when my little brother Peter was six or seven years old, He had a friend in our neighborhood who was a little boy named Wes. And we're gonna cue our first picture. We've got a few pictures to show you this story, okay. So this is a picture of Wes and Peter in a group hug with some of their other friends. But the two faces you see are Wes and Peter. They used to have so much fun together. They also drove each other crazy at times. But at some point, Peter invited Wes to come to church. And Wes started coming to church every Sunday. Um, it can actually be a little bit hard. I wonder if you've seen this, kids, to invite a friend to a new place with you because you're the only friend they know. They don't know all the other kids at church, which means you have to like make sure you're welcoming them and taking care of them, and they know where the bathroom is and what's happening, right? But every Sunday for a long time, Peter would pick up Wes on the way to church and bring him along. Now, after Wes had been coming to church for a while, Peter was over at his house playing one day, and Peter really hurt his feelings. Peter had told Wes that he would play with him something that Wes really wanted to play. But when it came time to do it, Peter changed his mind, he broke his word, and, wait for it, he told Wes that he needed to go home and walk his turtles. (laughs) Which Wes saw right through and began to cry. He really hurt Wes's feelings, and Wes's dad was mad at Peter for being so unkind to Wes. Um, But Peter later that night called them both to apologize, which was just a little small act of obedience to the way of Jesus. And Wes's dad was so (laughs) surprised that Peter apologized that he started coming to church. And then he brought his wife and Wes's brother. And before long, their whole family had decided to follow Jesus. And Wes and Peter followed Jesus throughout college. Here's our next fun picture. There they are in college. <laughs> and, uh, and into adulthood, here's our, here's our grown-up picture. Okay. Sarah, can we get the first one? Yeah, you can have it. <laughs> the students want the first one. And when Wes grew up, do you know what happened? He actually married one of the little girls that he had first met in Sunday school when he started coming to church with Peter. So here, our next one, yeah, go ahead. Give us the little girls. This is a picture of Wes and Peter with their little girls um, who are also learning to follow Jesus. All right, we can kill that now. You can pay me for them later. (laughs) Um, But as we, poor Peter, as we obey Jesus, even when his instructions are hard or don't make sense to us, we get chances to see him do wonderful things. We get to see his glory. We get to see him. Well, when we do things that might seem like unimportant or pointless or hard, they're part of a bigger plan that we just don't know yet. So, this morning, I would encourage you do whatever Jesus tells you. All right, let's pray. Father, I thank you for these children. I thank you for the opportunities that you're giving them to follow the way of Jesus. And we pray that you would give them the chance to see you do amazing and glorious things. We pray especially for their time this morning together, that you would be present with them in a powerful way, speak to their hearts, give them a glimpse of your glory, and help them to love one another. In Jesus' name, amen.